This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, June 24, 2020. And of course, we're seeing the market continue its volatility. It's going to continue, everybody. Just get used to it. It's just going to happen. Um, it looked like you know the market came right up to close to its highs. But if you're looking at the index, the NASDAQ, the S&P, and the Dow, okay, NASDAQ exceeded its old high. The Dow and the S&P did not. But if you look at the entire New York Stock Exchange, it did not. It is not nearly as strong. And probably because the index, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, course uh, are being pushed up by the big tech stocks they dominate uh, dominate those indexes so but I just think we need to expect more volatility and just going to continue now today on the program I will do my best to give you unbiased answers to any financial questions you have any kind of financial question you want to talk about strategies how to deal with this volatility you know most of you like me to look at stocks and tell you a little bit about them any financial question, and it is a call-in show, you need to call 888-99-CHART. I'm Steve Peasley, here on Invest Talk at my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California. We operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. So Justin Klein and I are a little bit different from other investment advisors. Besides, you know, always never taking anybody's, any professional paid-for advice of what to buy and sell. We do it all ourselves. And we only recommend and buy things for ourselves as we do for our clients. I call that parallel investing. have been calling it for a long time. So I ride along the same with my clients in the various programs. And I have programs that are very aggressive to very conservative, depending on what you want to be, where you fit. Pick one of those programs and we'll, we fit it to your risk tolerance, whatever that might be. You know, you always have to kind of figure out how much risk do I really want to take? Well, we can help you with that. Anyways, time to call. The show is live, 888-99-CHART. It is a call-in show. You drive it to wherever you want it to go. And in case you were wondering, we are, due to with the technology available, Justin and Klein and I offer no cost, no obligation, portfolio assessments and reviews via the telephone, Skype, or Jive. Especially now in these times where, you know, the traveling is so difficult because of the COVID virus. So we can help you. We can look at your portfolios. We can help you. If you're interested in having us manage your account, we'd love to do that too. But we also do just free evaluations. So send us a message through investtalk.com or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And you can learn more at investtalk.com. That's with two T's, investtalk.com. My main talking point today, one analyst says that when the stock market is this overvalued, is usually lower 12 months later. So we're going to talk about that. We'll go over his arguments, and I will go over his arguments, and I'll give you the counter-arguments to his arguments, because it's never the same. Never is. There's always two sides of everything. But we have to look at the historic valuations and where they fit in today with what's going on with this COVID virus and shutting down and then trying to restart the economy. Of course, i got other things to talk about. How about, the, how about themes? 
Vest, investing themes in this COVID virus environment we're in. We'll talk about some themes. Have you talked? Did you hear what the Impossible Foods uh, CEO said, Patrick Brown? Uh, remember, he's Impossible Foods. There's two. These are these are, you know, non non meat based foods. There's Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods that make hamburgers. That's not hamburger, not from beef. Well, I'll talk about what he said and see if that's what we think is true. Um, why do you think gold still might rally? Why do I think it might still rally? I've had people ask me this, so I'm going to go over it a little bit today. And I'm not a gold bug. I keep telling everybody that, but I got gold. And house prices, they're still rising. This is according to FHA, still rising. Interesting in the environment we're in where there's a high unemployment, and, you know, a lot of, you know, usually prices are starting to weaken, housing market starting to weaken, prices go down. So, talk about, those are the things, I'm more, probably more than we can get to, but I'll try my, do my best. The market today, the Dow is down 710 points, the, Dow, the NASDAQ down 222 points, and the S&P 500 down 81 points. So, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty strong down day, down day today. Uh, my wife thinks there's going to be an update tomorrow. We'll see how good she is at her prediction. <laughs> it's interesting. She really doesn't know much about the stock market, but she follows the prices. She really does. So that's what's going to happen. We have a good number of voice bank questions in our inventory, so let's go ahead and grab one for anytime listener line number 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Noah from Los Angeles. I just had a quick question about stock ticker O, realty income. I'm in my early 20s. Do you think this would be a good investment in my Roth IRA for long term? Thanks. Love the show. Oh, O is a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that acquires uh, retail properties leased to regional, national retail chain operators located in 49 states. Try to remember retail is suffering right now because of Amazon, because the internet sales. It's taking away sales from retail. So this is a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. Uh, they're going to make $3.51 next year after making $3.31 this year, after making $3.33 last year, $3.19 the year before that. So their earnings are still going go up, and so is their sales. Sales are raising, rising about 15% per quarter. So, is a good long-term investment? Probably. It's a $20 billion. It's one of the biggest ones out there, uh, a REIT, retail properties REIT. Just understand it pays a 4.7% dividend. You really don't buy these things for a lot of growth. You buy them for the dividend, okay? There's going to be some growth, but don't think it's going to be anything spectacular. That's not going to happen, okay? So... Yes, long term, this is a probably a good investment. Should you buy it here? Well, it's a fifty-nine dollar stock, going to make three dollars fifty-one cents. So the PE is what seventeen eighteen, and that's right in the middle of the range. So it's not necessarily cheap, but I would buy it on. You know, it's gone down four days in a row from sixty-five down to fifty-nine. So sometime during this, it looks like it might stop going down about fifty-seven fifty, a couple more points. I think that'd be a pretty good buy point. Okay, appreciate the call. O is a symbol, Realty Income Corporation. Symbol O. 
Okay, uh, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have started the summer. Did you notice? And no doubt people across this country are ready to celebrate. I have rode my bike again down to the beach. I'm about five miles from it, and the beach is filling up with people. They're keeping their distance, but it's it's filling up because it's warmer. So, everybody's coming back slowly. So, how can we prepare ourselves for market swings while we're trying to relax at the beach? Pretty difficult sometimes. So, let's talk about that. And your participation is important. You're part of the mix. You have to call. We are taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Derek out here in California. So I took your advice from a previous podcast. I rolled my old 401k from a previous employer. I rolled that over into a rollover IRA. I have about $20,000, and I did a lot of research on different mutual funds in a bunch of different sectors. And my plan was to go with some of the four- and five-star rated mutual funds that have uh, fees on the lower side and kind of distribute that into five or six different mutual funds covering a lot of different sectors. And I want to see if that was a, a sound strategy or there's something I'm missing that I should be doing, planning on retiring approximately 2045 around there. Appreciate your show. You guys are awesome. And I look forward to hearing this on the show. Thanks. Well, there's nothing wrong with that strategy. Now, if I can make a suggestion, he's talking about uh, the Morningstar star system. They have one to five stars, five stars being the best. And he wanted to get four and five star funds, which in in principle, that sounds really good. I kind of like the three and four stars because I like them to have some room to get to five. What I've noticed over the decades I've been doing this, man, that sounds bad, uh, that five-star funds tend to underperform underperform the next year or two or three. Why? Because they made a big effort to get to five stars. It takes several, two, three years, four years to get there. And the things that worked that got them there stop working. So I like to go for the, the three and four-star funds who are trying to achieve the next level up. And they, they seem, that seems to work better for me. Just, just my observation. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So, when the stock market is this overvalued, it is usually lower 12 months later. Now, that's according to some experts out there. The S&P 500 trailing price earnings ratio is currently about 21.6. The forward S&P 500 PE ratio is about 22.1. That's near the highest levels in almost two decades. So remember, you always want to look forward. So the forward PE is 22. Why? Why is it so high? Not just because of the price of the stock market and the stock prices, but also because the E part, the earnings part, is getting hammered this year. We shut everything down. Of course it's going to get hammered. So they're basing it on the earnings estimates going forward 
and they're taking consideration that it's going to recover. Their, their earnings will recover. So, but it, they don't. They're they're just guessing. They're guessing how fast to recover, how slow it will be. I've told you, and I'm sure Justin has mentioned also, because we kind of agree, it's going to take a lot longer for the economy to recover than anybody thinks. It's going to take two years, one, two, three years. It could take as long as four. It's going to take several years to get this back the way we were. Why? Well, th- just look around yourself. Just look around you. Is the activity back to normal? How many How many restaurants do you think are going to not reopen. And do you realize this, they're estimating 20,000 retail stores will close this year? That was on top of last year's 9,000 that closed. Well, why is such a big jump, coronavirus? So it's going to take a while to get all that back. So that means that the market is overvalued. Well, it's been overvalued for some time. You know, the, and just, just, there's a reasons why it's overvalued. I, don't mis- mistake me. I think we will have a correction. I do. But I don't think it's going to crash. Why? Because of all the money the Federal Reserve is spending and has spent and all the money people are getting extra that they have put in their savings account. Do you realize our normal saving rate is about 8% a year and last month it jumped to like 13%? Why? Where did that money come from? Well, there's all that extra uh, unemployment money. People are not spending it. One reason they're not spending it, they can't go any place to spend it. Well, eventually, I have faith in the consumer that he will spend that extra money. And that will boost the economy. So I have that that faith. But it's still going to take a while to get to come back, to recover. It's just going to take a long time. Not going to come right back. Especially when you have times where they have partial shutdowns or, you know, the New York had said that they're not going to allow people in from certain states. You know, all that is disruptive. Okay, on the next Invest Talk, this story, the U.S. economy is expected to contract by 8% this year. The IMF, International Monetary Fund, has slashed its global economic forecast and warns of soaring debt levels. Yeah, well, we know that. Justin Klein will be here tomorrow to go through this story. For now, I'm Steve Pisa. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Wednesday, and there has been some reason for optimism regarding the COVID-19 crisis. However, there is still much uncertainty. So you'll have finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Rahul in Toronto. How you doing, Rahul? How's it going out there in Canada? I'm good. Uh, How is Toronto, it's U.S.? Good out here. Uh, thanks for taking calls. I'm calling uh, regarding. Uh, Bearings, Bearings, BDC, BBDC. Uh, it has a good, okay. uh, I mean, dividend payout, and it's almost like thirty percent of its year highs. Okay, it uh, it was up big today, up uh, forty five cents, and that's six percent. Everybody, it's a seven dollars and eighty seven cent stock, up forty five cents. So that's a pretty big percentage move. Bearings BDC, the symbol is BBDC. 
Headquarters in Charlotte, North Carolina, business development company investing in lower middle market privately held companies. It invests in lower middle market privately held companies, not public companies. So it's they're trying to help small companies get going, a startup. Maybe not necessarily a startup, but you know, a small company to get going. That's what they invest in. They're going to make 62 cents this year. They made 62 cents last year. 2018, they lost a penny a share. They have they have made in 2013 and 14. They made over two dollars a share. This year, 62 cents. Next year, 70 cents. So it's pretty erratic on its earnings, and you can understand that. Look what they're investing in. You know, develop in developing businesses. So some of those businesses are going to go out of go out of business, and some of them will be super successful. It depends on what year, how well they'll do. They're paying eight percent dividend. At least they did last year. If they pay 8% on the current stock price, it's about, what, uh, $0.70 cents or so? And that's about how much money they're going to make. So I doubt if they're going to maintain that row, that uh, 8%. I think they'll probably lower it. And they do have a history of volatile dividend going up and down, up and down. So don't rely on that. Don't rely on that. Uh, is it a good price to pay? Well, probably $7.87. The lowest it's ever been in the last umpteen years has been $7. Okay, so the highest it's been is 26 So it's a pretty good price. And you just it's just going to be volatile, that's all, because of the business that they're in. BBDC, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Okay, let's talk about, uh, let's see, what should we talk about? Uh, okay, how about COVID themes? Investing in types of industries, stocks, sectors based on the COVID virus. Because it's going to be with us for a while. It's not going to go right away. It's not going to die out necessarily in the summer. It could, but it probably won't. One of the biggest themes we know that has that could work, and it looks like it's working, is working at home. What companies benefit when you're working at home? Well, one of the biggest companies that benefits from work, working at home is Microsoft. Have you seen what Microsoft has done? Their stock is new 52-week high yesterday. I mean, yeah. So what are their stocks? So you got to figure out which ones would benefit. Well, one of the themes is a lot more shopping from home. Amazon benefits from that. But we got to figure out these smaller companies that would benefit because the big companies have already been, everybody's already done that, right? How about food and food delivery? Well, I see some bargains in the food area. I do. So food and food delivery seems to make sense. Uh, how about government spending in this COVID virus? The government's going to spend a ton of money. What are they going to spend it on? What is that going to do? Well, generally, when a government spends this much money, it lowers the price of the dollar. And if you ever want to see a chart of how that reflects a lower dollar, go to a, an ETF UUP. That's the Invesco U.S. Dollar Index. Okay? And you can see how weak it's been since March's spike. Falling pretty hard. So, and what what happens when the dollar falls? Gold goes up. That's why, you know, gold. But think of things. What else will the government spend? Well, I, we, if... If Trump gets reelected, you know he's going to continue spending on uh, on uh, military. 
He'd done that. And he wants to spend, he, he, the Republicans and Democrats both want to spend more money on infrastructure. He talked about a trillion dollars. But that might not come before the election. You know, they, they don't, they don't seem, they can't seem to get on the same page even on, when they agree on something, they still can't agree on it. So that doesn't, you know, I wouldn't be, I would think about that next year. But those are the kinds of things you got to think about. Well, what will benefit from from being stuck at home? Okay, something. Some things are just going to be very beneficial. How long are we going to be stuck at home? Because you know, if you want to really get speculative, which is very highly dangerous, you know that the airline industry got killed. I'm not going to invest in any airline stocks. I can tell you that. But if you really wanted to take Chance, that's that's where you could go. Airline industry. Simply because it got beat up so much. much. As you know, we have been watching the price of gold go all higher and higher. Gold today is considered a safe form of investment. And looking back over time, the practice of placing high value on gold has long been established. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Gold today is still used by many large banks and they like to store their liquid reserves as gold. But for the rest of us, how does the practical use of gold for various applications like jewelry, electronics, how does that break down by percentage? The actual use of gold. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'll have we only have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. I'm gonna have the answer for you uh, get you know right after this break. So get your questions in now, 99 chart Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability 
This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Steve and Justin have recorded an all-new Rapid Fire Hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search Invest Talk June Bonus Show. 888-99 chart. Before the break, I asked a trivia question. Gold today is still used by many large banks and they like to store it in liquid, right? That liquid form, gold. But how about industry? How about, you know, jewelry and electronics? How, what, what, how much do they use? Okay, so there are many precious metals. There's five, really. Gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and titanium. So we're going to talk about gold. Gold is one of the most rare and highly sought after metallic elements on Earth. Gold has been around for centuries. The Incas even referred to it as Tears of the Sun. And the precious metal even gets mentioned in ancient Greek texts and literature. That shows you just how far back humans have been interested in gold. It's thought that the first gold coins were used around 700 B.C., Gold was mined in Mediterranean and the Middle East regions. So, about 50% of all gold in existence is used in jewelry. 50%. 40% goes towards investments. Towards investments. That's gold storage and bars and coins and that kind of thing. And about 10% is used in industry and electronics. So, 50% is jewelry, 40% investments, and 10% in industry. So no matter how far back you go, gold has always held intrinsic value for humans. Today, gold is trading around $1,761 per ounce. $1,761. So you can see why uh, there's a lot of gold miners out there looking for more gold. Okay, as you have probably noticed, Justin and I do our very best to fit in as many caller questions as possible. So let's get do that. Let's get to it. This came in early at our Anytime Listener line, 888-99-CHART. Hey, thank you for your podcast. I love listening to you every day. I had a quick question about retirement accounts and my holdings in them. I'm 21 years old, and if I was you know, looking long-term, which I would be with a retirement account, having riskier investments as someone who's younger, what do you think about holding 
those like leveraged accounts like the TQQQ, which is the NASDAQ 100, three times leveraged in a retirement account, or if you could even do that. Uh, so I appreciate you taking the time to answer this question, and I look forward to hearing your answer. Thank you. Well, yes, you can do it. You can buy those leveraged funds, in, and you can buy them in a retirement account. And the answer is I would not do it. Even if you're young and you can take through it, those those leverage funds are really a trading vehicles, or vehicles used for hedging against disaster at any one time. Short funds or long funds. They're not. Remember, these leverage funds don't actually own the companies that they're leveraging. You you want if you're young, you want to take high risk. That's not a problem. But take high risk in that individual stocks that you want to buy that have great growth prospects, that make money, by the way. Those are the things you want to invest in. I would not recommend these leveraged funds as long-term investments. There's several reasons why. First of all, they have tracking errors. Uh, Second of all, no one really knows how they work. Everybody just thinks, oh, it's two times or 200 times the uh, 200% of the NASDAQ or whatever fund, whatever index they're tracking, or 300 times. But they don't know how they work. No one knows. What if they counterparty on the other side can't perform like they're supposed to by the contracts they agreed to. It gets very complex. Very complex. Okay. Okay. You, everybody knows Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods. These are these are the meat supplements that look like and supposedly taste like beef. Okay. I've tried Beyond Meat and it sort of tastes like beef, but not exactly. Um, the CEO of Impossible Foods, Patrick Brown, stated a little, a little uh, excited about this again. He predicts that the meat industry will be gone in 15 years. Okay, that is total hyperbole. There's no way the meat industry is going to be gone. No way. Now, I'm not saying that Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat companies won't thrive, especially when they're, you know, uh, uh, you know, for vegan people. I don't know if it's even available for vegan. I'm not sure about that. But for, you know, uh, non-meat eaters of any kind, yeah, they'll, they'll still grow. And, uh, you know, some fast food chains are experimenting with it. But the meat industry is going to be gone in 15 years. Now, if you as an investor... You do have to consider that the Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods products are getting more and more popular. Therefore, if you're going to invest in a company that makes meat, you want to think about that. That's part of your process of uh, analyzing whether you want to be invested in them. But don't buy this, you know, any dramatic statement like that, anything that's just like, whoa, that's way over the top. It is over the top. Don't pay attention to him. So, of course, he want, he'll say that because that's what he wants. He's CEO of, of Impossible Foods that makes fake meat. So, don't buy into it. 888-99-CHART. That's my number. You're listening to Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And, yes, the economy is reopening in phases. And, yes, it's not going to be just one smooth reopening all the way through. There's going to be, you know, setbacks. We know that there is. And most of us realize that the economy is going to 
come back, but it may not come back as fast as everybody thinks. It's just it's going to be more difficult, more problematic. But that's okay. It is going to come back. Okay, but you can't allow all this to stop or hinder your retirement objectives and your plans. It's still, you know, there's going to be roads, bumps in the road. That, that's all there is to it. You still have to optimize your portfolio. You have to deal with the volatility. And there are always going to be some kind of roadblock or some kind of, you know, impediment to your financial wealth. But that's okay. You can deal with it. Doesn't matter if you're a conservative investor or you're close to retirement or a young worker looking for more aggressive opportunities. We can help you customize something, a strategy designed specifically for you and to, so you can reach your financial freedom goals. We can and manage the risk at the same time. So, so if you want us to help you to get, to get started at no cost portfolio review, please call or send us a message to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. And now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. We are taking your calls live 888 99 chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. We have good news. Steve and Justin have recorded an all new rapid fire hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You still get unbiased answers, but the show moves along at a faster pace. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search InvestTalk June Bonus Show. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls. The Anytime Listener line is open, 888-99-CHART. Hi, uh, this call is for Steve, although Justin may handle it. I'm calling about NIO, N-I-O. Uh, it's an electric car maker in China. It's been on a run recently. I own it, and I'm wondering if I should sell. My other question was Steve was discussing the falling dollar. Will that mean real estate prices go up because the dollar is uh, losing value? Appreciate your show, guys. Bye now. Okay, I'll answer the second question first. Well, the dollar is weakening. That should translate into inflation. That normally would translate into higher real estate prices, higher prices for everything, actually. So if if the dollar starts to show inflation because of the so much printing of money, uh, then prices should go up. Inflation should raise, including real estate. Now, NIO, N-I-O, NIO, Inc., uh, it is an ADR, American Depository Receipt. It's a Chinese, so it's a Chinese company. This happened to be a Chinese company traded on our exchanges. Uh, it is a Chinese company manufacturing sells electronic vehicles, parts, as well as provides battery charging services. It's a $6.86 stock. And one of the, my, it violates one of my rules because it doesn't make any money. It's going to lose 88 cents this year and 60 cents next year. Sales are been falling, actually, the last two quarters. Before that, they were growing. Uh, the other problem I have, the two problems, one, it doesn't make money. The other one is, it's a Chinese company, and they're going to have to start reporting their numbers using GAAP principles, general accounting principles, like all our comp- all our companies in the United States do. Before, Chinese companies didn't have to do that. Why? I don't know. But I'm concerned, what will it do to the numbers to these companies? We don't know. We don't know. 
And will they stay listed on our exchange? I have a feeling those companies that are really wrong with their numbers, in other words, been lying really bad, will leave. And the rest will comply. I don't know which ones those are, though. I don't know how. I, so I'm just not keen on, on it. I'm just not. Even though I, the area that it's in is a hot area, which is electric, electronic vehicles. Let's go to Sam in San Francisco. We want to talk about Amazon. Sam. Yeah. Uh, hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah. I, I sold my position on Amazon a few weeks ago. I got nervous with all this uh, COVID cases rising. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got out of that, um, and I'm looking for an entry point back in because the stock has gone up um, uh, quite okay. a bit, I should say, in the last uh, couple of weeks. So yes. what are your thoughts on a good entry point? If we're looking at a chart, everybody knows who Amazon is, right? And it's a 52-week high yesterday. It fell a little bit down today, down uh, 1% today, which is not that much, really. Uh, so there's several good entry points here. Uh, one is around 25, between 2500 and 2550. That is a good entry point. Uh, the next really strong one is in around the 23 to 2350 area. But I don't think, you may not go down there, but that, those are two pretty darn good entry points. Remember, it's at 2734 today. So if it can get down to about 25 to 2550, that would be a good entry point. Uh, and Sam, the next time you get into Amazon, never get out completely. Okay? Just get out. Take half. Get out. Why? Because Amazon is one of those companies that's probably going to keep growing for a very long time. So I, I kind of would, once you, once you get into it, it's always hard to get back into it if you sell it out. So just sell part of it next time if you feel nervous. You know, or, you know, maybe hedge some way, but keep your Amazon. You can hedge Amazon, you know. You can sell half of it short and still keep your original. I mean, there's ways you can do it without selling it. Sam, thanks for the call. Amazon, everybody, AMZN, one of the one of the FANG stocks, uh, which have always been overpriced and is still overpriced. But think about it this way. They're going to make $18.61 this year, down from 23 last year. But next year, it's going to be $37. That's a doubling of earnings per share. Meanwhile, sales growth is 20-something percent every quarter. So until that stops, and I don't see it stopping for a few more years, you know, Amazon's a good, good company to own. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Why will gold still go up? I mean, we just talked about gold, and everybody has been around forever. And when you know when I get nervous about gold prices? When the price of gold spikes really high. What do I mean by that? I think another 500 to 1,000 points at least, okay, per ounce. 500 to $1,000 per ounce, another well, why? What, what what would cause it to do that? Right now, it's been tracking pretty much the stock market. It goes up and down here recently. It doesn't normally do that. But what could make it do that? One thing that I think is going to make it do that is because where else would you invest? Okay, normally, people would buy, people invest in stocks and bonds, right? And what would happen if if they would, if they got frightened, they would get out of stocks and go to bonds, because bonds are safer than stocks. 
and you get a nice yield from bonds. Not anymore. You don't get a nice yield from bonds, do you? You get very little yield. You have to be really, you have to be, you can't be just a regular person and find great yields on bonds. You, have, you, you guys have to buy bond funds because no one wants to deal with you unless you have millions of dollars to actually buy the bond. That's why I have, you know, people like me have a little bit of advantage. I get offered really good bonds. But, <coughs> so all, so the Fed has lowered interest rates really down to negative if you could consider real rates, meaning taking into consideration inflation. You're not making anything on treasuries. So what's happened, instead of running, the flight to safety has been to gold and will probably continue to be so. So if you want to get, you're fighting the stocks, where do you run? You run to gold. I, I think that's what's going to happen. Now, to be honest, stocks and gold have been tracking each other for the last, ever since the COVID virus hit the market. But that's pretty unusual. That Usually the market goes down, gold goes up. And I have a feeling that's going to happen. Uh, it, it's just, it, it, it's a flight to safety. Remember, gold, you know, it holds its value. Unlike a bond which returns you negative, you know, a two-year, five-year treasury bond note will give you a negative return. Gold holds its value and has a possibility of going up. It could go down, of course, but... It, not in this kind of environment. It's pretty unusual. This is Invest Talk, everybody. We're streaming live Monday through Friday at the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time and available for free download as a condensed podcast. You can browse by topic at investtalk.com and you can also download, review, and rate on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. And, and now I'm taking your financial investment questions live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, and we've all been watching the news and market volatility. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready with unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hey guys, this is Connor calling from San Diego. Just calling in about Beyond Meat, B Y N D. Um, I was looking to buy, but it seems a little bit overbought right now. Um, I know it's a newer stock. I was kind of wondering if the typical value investing principles um, should remain applied here. The hype is kind of something to listen to. And if you were interested at what price point you'd be looking to buy into. Love the podcast. Look forward to hearing your answer. Thanks, guys. Okay, you would not consider Beyond Meat a value investment. Uh, Manufacture markets and sells plant-based meat products in the United States and internationally. It's growing very, very fast. Sales are growing very, very fast. It's a $9.4 billion company, and sales last quarter were up 141% to $97 million for that quarter. Two years ago, it was only selling $17 million worth of product. Now it's 97 That tells you how fast it's growing. It make, uh, it's going to make money for the first time this year, $0.13 cents a share. Then next year, $0.57 cents a share, so a huge jump. Therefore, that's why it's $151 a stock because that growth is so spectacular. Therefore, it's not a value play. It's not a value. I mean, even if the stock got cut in half, it still would not be a value. It would be a very – this is how gross stocks operate. Uh, 
So you're buying the momentum of growth, and you have to pay up for it. It's not a value stock. Now, having that understanding, see, this is what you need. You need to know what kind of stock you're buying. Because that tells you if you should overpay for it, underpay for it. Are you paying up because of the growth? Are you paying too much because there's not enough growth? That kind of thing. You have to know the kind of company you're in and its fundamentals. So I think it's going to continue to expand 100% growth like it has been. I think it's going to continue to do that. So I think it's at 151. I probably would not get touch this stock till it got down to about 100. $125, $120 a share, $120, $125. Then I think you could pick it up. And because of that growth, it probably won't fall too much further than that. The 200-day moving average is 105 If it went down to that and held, that would be a great place to buy it. Now, the question is, will you get that low? This has been a very volatile. It's been as high as $239 a share. Okay. That was uh, 2019. 239 was its high. Its low this year was like 50, $55. Last year, the low was 45. So it went from 45 to 239 or 239 down to 45. I don't know which way it went, but you can see how volatile it is. It looks like it started at 45, by the way, because it IPO'd in 2019. So, so it started at 45. Went all the way up to $239 and then back down. So that, I hope you can live with that volatility. BYND is the symbol, everybody. BYND. Home prices are still rising, according to FHA. It's up two, two tenths of 1% April over May. So from April to May, it went up two tenths of percent nationwide. But the best rise, where it's rising the fastest, and on an annual basis, that was 6.8%, is in the mountain region. You know what the mountain region is for homes? What states those are? Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, and Wyoming. That's the mountain region. Okay, that's where the prices have been going up the most. So, uh, not on the West Coast, which a lot of people would assume, nope. And not in the South, nope. In the mountain region. Why? I know a lot of people, a lot of people, friends, acquaintances, moving from California to Idaho, Colorado, Arizona, and that's driving those prices up. They're trying to get away from the high taxes, the high cost in California to find someplace else to live where it's cheaper. I don't think that's going to stop either. It's going to continue. Okay. I think we're out of time. I don't have my closing statement, but we're out of time. I'm Steve Peasley. I want to thank everybody for listening to me. Justin Klein will be here tomorrow. And I will return on Friday with highlights of the KPP Premium Newsletter, like I always do. And please tell your friends, we have posted a new uh, June bonus show. Justin and I answered 30 caller questions at a pretty fast pace. It can be downloaded now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, and, of course, Spotify. Have a great night, everybody. 
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 